Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 104 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, we are excited to have you here today. And if you missed any part of our first hour or any of our shows, please go to our webpage, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and all 103 other of our episodes are waiting for you to binge listen on your next long drive or while you're working in the yard or whatever you're doing. And we appreciate that you spend your time with us. So today we're talking about musicals, marches, and manipulation. And what do they all have in common? They grab you by the emotions, the feels, as the kids say these days. And it's dangerous for us to lose ourselves in emotion. And many prey on those kinds of opportunities. And people who prey on opportunities and prey on our kids these days is exactly what our next guest is going to be talking to us about. Craig Sawyer, Craig Sawman Sawyer, that is, is president of Veterans for Child Rescue, whose primary objectives are to educate and increase public awareness, assist law enforcement and other legal entities to prevent and reduce human and child sex trafficking. Craig, such a such a horrible topic, but I'm so happy to have you on to help us learn more about it. Are you with us? Thank you, Cheryl. I appreciate being on. Can you hear me? Absolutely. I do hear you. And Dan's here with us as well. Hey, Craig. Welcome to the show. So tell us... Hi, Dan. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Tell us about this uh, veterans. The veterans are coming together for child rescue. Um, and who knew that this was even such a prevalent issue? Well, two great questions. Um, veterans are wired to behave honorably. That's what we do. We serve the American populace. We, we protect them, and we go into harm's way to do that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the honor and integrity that we spend our careers under. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the military. So we simply forward that home now that I, I'm not in the military anymore and I'm not in federal law enforcement anymore. I'm still kind of pre-wired to protect the innocent and the defenseless. Mm. And the children I have learned is ha, has become the next commodity, if you will, the next form of currency for the elite and mm. for the, the big crime syndicates so it's uh you're right it's an ugly and sickening topic but it has grown so big and so pervasive because it has enjoyed the secrecy that Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. over the last several decades 
and it has gotten increasingly worse as the corruption has spread throughout our federal government and uh, law enforcement. We've got so many good people still serving in our government and law enforcement, but the, the corruption has increased, and we're, I believe we're in a process right now of, of building cases nationally on those that have done the most harm to try to weed them out of our, our uh, you know, system or our, our positions of authority so that we can truly make this country great again and, and get things functioning back in an effective and, and wholesome, healthy manner. So you've got veterans who are are just wired to defend the defenseless. And I, I've chosen some from the most powerful positions I've been at the top of the counterterrorist community, special operations in uh, the intelligence community and federal law enforcement community. So I've grabbed close friends and, and, and professionals that I've known and trusted for years and said, hey, look, let's, let's build an alliance to alert the American populace to this big secret mm. that has become so harmful to our children because there's really traumatic to even the survivors and they spend the rest of their lives trying to counsel themselves and get therapy and get past the fact that adults are raping them uh, instead of helping them and guiding them and mentoring them and protecting them as we should. Mm. So it's it's horribly damaging. Uh, there, we've got a big political problem with it because the the the, the politicians uh, gain a political leverage through child trafficking and and evidence of each other in it. So wow. it's one of the things that affects you know we the American citizen on multiple levels, and a lot of it's again we don't know because it's it's been kept so secret. So I think for me. The, the key is to alert the, alert the populace, mm -hmm. and that's why the first thing we set out to do was film a very powerful and informative documentary to walk the American public through what's really happening out there, to show them what's really happening. And in that capacity, we're running joint operations with federal and local law enforcement. Uh, we are arresting numerous child predators and taking them off the streets and locking them away for a long time. Wow. Um, and uh, even th this past weekend, we were able to assist a a mother in getting her lost child back after uh, about a year of being in, well, more than a year now, of being trafficked by some very powerful uh, organized crime figures. So we there's it's multiple things that we're doing, but I think... Yeah, it's it's mind blowing and it's ugly, but it is inspiring to see the good people yes. rallying together and and uniting to stand up for for what's right, what we should all be doing. So um, that's that's what we've been up to. Multiple facets of it, but uh, the mission is clear. Um, you know, expose and combat child trafficking in the USA. Wow. Well. I've neglected to thank you not only for your past service, but your your ongoing continued service to our country. It's so important. Just thank you for investing yourself in others the way that you have. Oh, man. Well, like I, I tell my kids and I tell other people more and more, the older I get, I'm realizing, you know, the best things in life are not things. Mm -hmm. And and that, you know, 
when you can see a young, shattered, trafficking victim back in in her mother's arms, that you can't you can't buy that. You know, you you can't find that kind of satisfaction and happiness in any any doing anything else. Really, it's, uh, it's something I feel like I just have to do. And yeah, you're right. It's an ugly situation to to deal with, but it is it's rewarding to be able to have a part in it. So, so I want um, people. I, it's it's a it's a blessing. It's a privilege. Well, thank you again, and I want people um, to know about the website because I I'm sure that there are you know there's information on there and resources on there. Um, it's vets for childrescue.org and that's the number four um, but we're, we're almost out of time and I hate that it went so quickly but you mentioned a documentary um, can you tell us just really quickly well, where can we see that when can we see that what is it called okay it's called Contraland it's one word but Contraland and the reason the production crew came up with that word was that shockingly enough children have become the newest contraband for the big crime syndicates and the United States is becoming the most prevalent location for that so this is becoming contra land mm-hmm. and uh, we don't even we haven't even noticed it it's gone it's 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 grown right under our noses and we the American citizens have been unwitting to it largely going about our lives and it hasn't been until this last um, presidential election and all the arrests that have come from that and my friends in federal law enforcement that I've started learning how pervasive and how dark and ugly this problem is and I was motivated to try to help and man we've it's Vets for Child Rescue has grown larger and more powerful than any of us would have ever aspired to mm-hmm. uh, and we believe it's just because it's the right thing and it's the right time and it has to happen and so we're running with the ball as hard as we can. Well, I appreciate it. And um, these are like middle America kids, right, that are getting sucked in through, what, social media uh, outlets? Or like how how are kids getting sucked into this child sex trafficking and uh, human trafficking? Or is this, you know, the people crossing the border and have no other choice but to turn themselves over to someone that, that they think is going to help and then they get in, entrapped in something. Oh, there's a wide scope of victims and, and circumstances. And yes, some are brought here from other countries. And uh, they, they may come to migrate here, but they are, um, they are compromised. And they are made to, to sell themselves um, rather than come here the way that they had hoped. So a lot of the, the human traffickers that bring people illegally into the United States uh, are not doing them any favors. They, they'll they'll uh, murder them and rape them themselves a lot of times to save money. So uh, there's, that's one aspect of it. A lot of children are kidnapped uh, in the U.S. Some are uh, runaways that, you know, the predators spot them instantly whenever they wander away from home. They're looking for those type of innocent and vulnerable victims. They swoop them right up become their boyfriend. Hey, I'll be your boyfriend. You need a place to stay. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you could be part of our little, you know, team. We, you know, we can empower you and you can belong here. And the next thing you know, they have to sell themselves to do it. And they get, get them strung out on drugs and so forth. And, uh, 
crazy. Uh, we're getting a lot of reports of child protective services mm-hmm. actually uh, targeting being corrupted in some states wow. and and targeting single mothers who do not have the wherewithal or the capability to put up a big legal fight. CPS will move in, make false accusations, take the children from the poor mother and, and sell them into slavery. So Whoa. those are not investigations that I have been part of yet, but mm-hmm. I am overwhelmed mm-hmm. by traffic um, of people claiming that they are part of this or victims of this and they want us to help. So Very good. Well, I, I have not seen that personally to be fact, but due to the volume of the people making those claims and urges, uh, I would expect we'll, we'll probably find something when we get into that. At least worth a look. All right. Well, we are um, way out of time, but I, uh, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. We're going to have to bring you back on and find out more about uh, what's been happening, the inroads you've made with this. Um, and just as we go out, tell folks again the name of the documentary, how they can watch it, and the name of your website. Yes, ma'am. Contraland is the name of our documentary. It will be hitting Netflix probably in September. We're still running operations and filming, so as soon as we can get that to them, uh, they'll put that up on Netflix and uh, maybe Amazon Prime as well, but we'll see, and they can look at us and and all of our updates on vetsforchildrescue.org very good thank you again so much and and thank you again for your service craig sawman sawyer (laughs) thank you thank you bye-bye all right wow that that was heavy Uh, but it's important and we need to know about these things and involve ourselves in in being part of the solution Um, so stick around we have Brian Hill waiting in the wings. He is the head coach of the Complete Combatant, and he's going to be talking with us today about the four fundamentals in shooting training. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are glad you are here with us today and 
you know, your time is your most valuable commodity, and we appreciate that you spend your time with us here at Gun Freedom Radio. If you uh, missed any portion of the show, of course, you can go and check our on-demand tab on our website, gunfreedomradio.com. You can also click the guest tab and see a bio of every single guest that we've ever had on for all 104 episodes. Um, If there's something that you didn't quite catch somebody said or like, what was that man's website again? Or, Or what book did that lady write? You just click on there and we've got links to everything. Well, our theme here today is musicals, marches, and manipulation, but we're going to take a little fun uh, jaunt away from some of the more serious topics today and talk with Brian Hill. He's the founder and head coach of the Complete Combatant and Fusion Fitness and Mixed Martial Arts in Marietta, Georgia. Brian has over 30 years experience in training and instructional combative firearm techniques and martial arts. And so the topic we're going to discuss with Brian um, is the four fundamentals in shooting training because the most important thing in the shooting sports is safety. And you can have fun as long as you are safe and safety is grounded in good training. So welcome to the show, Brian. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. Uh, you and I have a video interview together uh, from a while back, but this is the first time I've had a chance to, or no, maybe not. Maybe you have been on with us before, but either way, I am super glad to have you here. Well, I look great on the phone, so this works great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, I've been talking in the lead in about the four fundamentals of shooting. So I think, you know, some people might be saying, well, is that, you know, never point the firearm at something you're not willing to destroy and, you know, keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot. Like, is that what we're talking about or is this something else? It's really something else, but they, they all go together. And, uh, you know, those are the four safety rules of firearms handling. But what we were going to talk about is the four fundamentals of actually using your firearm okay and uh these are where you actually apply those those fundamental safety rules uh they come into play in the same same venue at the same time and it's more of a timing issue for a lot of people okay talk to us so about uh those. one of yeah well one of the you know the four fundamentals is grip and the way that we interface with the trigger and in the way that we see the sights and in the way that we follow through um if you look at the fundamental firearm safety rules the same thing happens you know we don't want to uh, we want to treat all guns as if they're always loaded. That's very important. Um, when we're getting a grip on a, on a firing arm, we have to really know how to get the grip, where our fingers go, where our placement is. Um, as we start to address the, the gun and it comes up, we want to be able to press the trigger. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the ways that we, you know, we talk about a firearm safety rules is that when we're, uh, we never want to point a gun at anything we don't want to destroy mm-hmm. you know, or injure or harm. And then as the sights come on target, we begin to make the decision to shoot. So now our finger is starting to interface with it. And what we like to talk about is how the sights report back to us. Uh, do I have a good line of sight to the target? Is everything around it clear? Is this a good angle? Am I able to make a good shot here? And, um, you know, I talk to my students a lot about that the sights are reporting to us. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing the sights. We're not following the sights. They're talking to us the whole time. They're telling us and we're taking in through our sight what we can see. And then afterward is always follow through, you know. And uh, that kind of goes with your safety, too. You know, if I need to shoot, 
then I'm going to shoot. But if I don't need to shoot, I don't need to shoot. And that's your follow-through. How your mind reacts to each segment of this influences your safe gun handling and your ability to shoot the firearm very well. So there's a lot of mental engagement that goes on with shooting. And, you know, I don't know if people really, um, especially those that have maybe not shot very much or not at all, or have maybe a negative opinion about shooting sports, there is so much that helps us with focus and clarity and discipline and, and even muscle control that I think it really, we could go an entire show just even talking about those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, the hard thing is when, uh, say, a person actually takes time to get a class, um, we have to teach all these basics. And what happens a lot of times is they all come out as one big unit. Mm. You know, hey, we're all going to do this at one time. And something I found very beneficial for teaching so long is to break each thing down into a a separate drill. Um, You get a lot of practice where the firearm safety rule goes with the actual movement itself you have a partner that actually watches you to see if you're validating it. And then we do it in dry fire over and over to get a feeling for it. Then we have an actual drill that allows you to feel, not only see, but feel what's going on with the gun. And you have another person that watches you at the same time. So you're constantly getting information back. You're constantly getting engaged. So it takes these very quick things that are happening over a second or a second and a half. And we break them down into processes that make sense and reinforce each other so that your safety and your shooting are all combined together. And I think a lot of times we're missing that in the firearms community. Uh, you know, one of the, the most scary things we ever hear is, uh, no, it's not loaded, don't worry. Mm. You know. No, it's always loaded. <laughs> that's a, yes, that's right. <laughs> it's a, that's you don't right. have to worry, you just have yeah. to be aware, right? But but it's always loaded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, through these drills, we get a chance to allow them to see where their muzzle's pointed and how their finger's interacting with the trigger and when it's coming on the trigger. Uh, I like to use a lot of video coaching with it, too, so I'll bring the iPad around and actually film people as they make their movements, and then we slow it down so they can see what's actually happening. Because um, most people, we we have a hard time feeling and seeing what we're doing, especially when it's a new movement or it's under pressure. And, you know, shooting a gun is a fairly stressful event for a new person, Mm -hmm. and this gives them a chance to see what they're doing. Uh, You know, we work it through a blue gun, we work it through dry fire, and then we work it through actual shooting, and you get some really good feedback um, visually. And it's really hard to say, well, I wasn't doing that at that time because you get to see each picture of how your hands are moving and where your eyes are, where the gun is pointed. And uh, mm-hmm. it's tremendously helpful for new shooters. No, I can really, uh, I understand that. You know, it's like one thing to feel it from the inside, but it's another thing to be able to watch it um, from the outside like that. So give us, a lot of people like bullet points. So give us those four bullet points again. What are the four fundamentals? So it'll be grip trigger, sights, and follow-through. And um, Cribs, mm-hmm. trigger, sights, and follow-through. And follow-through. Um, so how, as you're practicing these, is there, other than having an instructor like you, which, you know, maybe people want to travel to where you are in Georgia, maybe they want to have you come out to them and, and, and practice these, is there something that is, is very effective that you can help people kind of begin the process to think about how to practice them? Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's a tremendous amount of information. We live in the golden age of information. Uh, you can learn anything you want to, but it's hard to focus and filter and see what's effective information. Um, there's a lot of fine instructors putting great videos out on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of fine information in books. 
uh, also what I really recommend for people is uh, taking your phone or your iPad and filming yourself mm-hmm. as you make these movements. And then you can actually film something and see what it looks like to you. And if you need further help, it's something you could easily send to another instructor and they can look at it and give you a bit of a diagnosis of what's going on in your movements or how you're gripping the gun or how you're shooting. And um, it's a great modern technique to actually help people improve at a much greater rate. Oh, I love it. And then, of course, they really could go to Marietta, Georgia and, you know, (laughs) take one of your classes at the Complete Combatant, right? That would be great, too. We'd love to have them. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, as we go out, please tell folks how they can reach out to you. They might have more questions for you that we didn't cover here today. They might say, man, this would be great not only just to teach myself, but, you know, maybe my coworkers, you know, so we're all, you know, kind of have this this common thing. Or I know a lot of people are doing uh, group outings to, to learn a new skill and have a great experience as part of just even like bachelor parties and that sort of thing. So how can people um, reach out to you, maybe come out to your place um, and follow you online? It's very simple. We're the complete combatant uh, dot com. And as you know, my wife is a. A media maven, much like yourself. Yes, she so is. we have an extensive Amazing. social network. And uh, you'll find us on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and uh, YouTube. And uh, if you have any questions, please just email us or message us. And we're very quick to respond, and we'll be glad to help in any way we can. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time and being on with us here today. This is Brian Hill of The Complete Combatant. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. All right. Bye now. Bye. Okay. So we still have one awesome guest, and he's actually in studio. We love it when our guests get to be here with us. Scott Laven, uh, he's the founder, actually, of Shot Heard Round the World Day. What could that be? Think history. Think social gatherings with shooting sports. Think fun. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Thanks for sticking around with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And as I said, our next guest is in studio, so we've been uh, cracking ourselves up a little bit while you guys were listening to commercials. So. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to reel it in a little bit here. Uh, we are excited to bring back on the air again our guest and our friend Scott Laven, who is the organizer of Shot Heard Round the World Day. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So. What the heck is this shot heard round? It sounds vaguely familiar, like maybe it's something from history times. You know, it's funny. If you Google it, it, it there's an 80% chance you're going to get a baseball reference. So I guess there was some baseball oh. thing that was the, you know, the shot <laughs> heard around the world. Always got to appropriate our <laughs> historical references. No, uh, you know, as, as you know, uh, uh, the American Revolution started uh, with a shot at the Northbridge. They call it the shot heard around the world day. It was... Uh, April 19th, 1775, and that's that's really what started the American Revolution, started our, our march to independence, the 4th of July, and everything that's happened since really, in my opinion, started at that moment. So what we wanted to do is try to create an opportunity to invite people who maybe don't own a firearm yet or who maybe bought one and it's been sitting collecting dust somewhere uh, to come out and experience the social side of recreational shooting. There's so much... Uh, noise out there about firearm ownership and gun rights and stuff like that. This is a chance to just relax. This is a non-political event where we're, we're inviting ranges, retailers, manufacturers, organizations that provide training and social clubs to just come out with us and enjoy the day. And and hopefully, if, if you are a range owner or a property owner, you know you, you guys own a store, you'll, you'll put up a little flyer letting know, people know the date's coming and maybe invite some of your community partners to be present that day so that if, if I'm new to the community, I can kind of come to that range that day and I can see uh, the local chapter of the Well-Armed Woman, the local Hunter Ed Association, and see the many flavors that in most cases I probably didn't know about before. That is so cool. So it's an it's networking, right? Absolutely. It's a social opportunity to go out on the range and um, you know spend time as a family, spend time with your friends, and also be reminded of a very important time in history. I think that's that's really really cool. And so this, what is this? Your fourth year? No, the, actually, last year was our inaugural year. We did a very small personal one the year before, and that's when I got the idea to kind of go public and national with this. Um, but last year was our inaugural year. We had 44 partners in 14 states. We had ranges in 12 states participate. So, and, and you know, this is really kind of grassroots. So yeah. just to get that much attention, and, yeah. and you guys really helped us get out of the gate with this, so we certainly appreciate that. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it's... I've never seen anybody have a bad day at the range. And you mentioned going with your family. Now, you want to talk about engagement with people. When you're at the range, nobody's looking at their phone. Mm -hmm. Nobody's social media. Mm -hmm. You have full engagement. And, again, I've, I've just never seen anybody having a bad day at the range. These organizations are very social. Some of them meet weekly uh, and at, you know, at a range to participate in whatever discipline that they're you know, partial to, whether it's cowboy action, whether it's practical pistol, long-distance shooting, busting clays. I, I, I sold firearms for a decade. I didn't know a third of what's out there, and I don't think I know half yet. Absolutely. And every time you think you know everything, like with, with our shop, AZ Firearms, we think we know everything. Somebody walks in with something, we're like, okay, I hadn't seen that before, but uh, that's really, really cool. So, you know, when you talk about when you're out at the range and there's a social um, family you know, togetherness feel. There's a lot of people out there that th that sounds so foreign to them, right? Like, how do you pair guns with your family and kids and stuff? But 
there is such a level of engagement and it teaches kids discipline. It teaches kids focus, right? You're tying it in with this piece of history and you're getting them into fresh air. Exactly. Right? You're getting their eyes off of this screen that is, I swear my eyes have gotten worse since I owned an iPhone. I, I think, you know. So it's, it's giving them an opportunity to be with their parents and invite the neighbors and get to know people while they're trying something either new or they're perfecting a skill that they've already started learning. I mean, it's just a win-win every way you go. I, I think that, that, that we all have this image until we start participating in a, in a social shooting club that, that going to the, 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 the range is kind of like this solemn, you know, mm-hmm. uh, solitary journey. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just not. I mean, even, even if I, I go to the firearm range by myself and I'm shooting, usually there's a, 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 a lady or a gentleman next to me in one of the neighboring lanes. And we, we always have fine commonality, whether it's, hey, I noticed you're doing this. Have you ever tried this it might improve your performance or hey what are you shooting over there and everybody's just always willing to help offer support uh, you know I've never seen bad manners at the shooting range mm-hmm. um, you know I think we, we also participated in last year's thousand man shoot where mm-hmm. we were I mean we're, we were very intimate on that range to squeeze a thousand yes. people on the range <laughs> and we're stepping to... on each other's toes yeah. and everybody just was as polite and patient as could be they, yeah. they just were excited about the opportunity and and that's what we're trying to bring out is to we're not trying to win anybody over but we're just trying to say hey Here's an opportunity. Here's a good excuse. We can celebrate some American patriotism. We can have a social opportunity and uh, and find out what's out on the landscape and enjoy it. So let's just talk about it again as far as, you know, all right, so I'm hearing you say, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody at home, and I'm like, I'm hearing you say, shot heard around the world day. Cool, right? History, great. Social aspect, great. We're going to network with some of our local businesses that maybe I wasn't even aware that there was a well-armed woman. What the heck is that, and how do I get involved? So with your website, which is? ShotHeardRoundTheWorldDay.com. Not around. Not around the world. Round. Because the world is round. We right? suffer poor grammar. <laughs> it's okay. I love it. Um, so when they go there, what, what can they expect to do on your site? Are they signing up for something? Are they supporting you in some way? Is there a pathway to, to find some of the events that are going on that day? So basically, um, it's it's just kind of, and again, this is grassroots, and you know me, I'm not very techie, so we're doing the best we can with the website. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. But basically, uh, by state, you can find, we, we want to, and we're growing, we have, you know, like I say, we don't have partners in all 50 states yet, but we want to be a resource by state to introduce you to the range where it's safe and legal to, to go recreate, the retailers and, and manufacturers in your area that can provide you with with safety and, and and good equipment and the social organizations to provide that social structure because I, I don't think any of us get to go to the range as much as we would like to no. if I was a member of a club that that was looking forward to seeing me and you know every Thursday night they say hey Scott how you how you doing you what are you working on the night that creates and, and a lot of ranges are doing a great job with this some of the indoor ranges and outdoor ranges are doing ladies nights or they're doing themed range nights around the holidays and all so the, the industry is getting more creative we're, we're getting more inclusive but we just have a long way to go 25 percent of, of the hunters this year are not going to renew next year 35 percent of the target shooters this year are not going to re-engage next year mm. and and that doesn't you know that's not too, so scary because the industry is doing a great job of recruiting people every year but mm-hmm. a lot of them are just getting going through a revolving door and they're not sticking with it and i think that we failed them because we didn't provide them the social opportunities to enjoy the sport absolutely 
So when you're talking about and developing this Shot Heard Around the World Day, who did you have in your mind's eye that you really wanted to to speak to? Like, who's your target audience, for lack of a better word? You know, I, I, I you know, guys know I'm, I have a retail background, and, and uh, everything that I've learned in business is is that mom makes the decisions in the house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I haven't had a decision on what color a room is painted, what my what my weekend is like, or where I've been going on a vacation in nine years. But, and isn't and your it's life great. just better it and more is. relaxed? It's so see? much simpler. Yeah, see, he's safe. He's taking the Scott, safe route here. we need to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, in, in all seriousness, though, so mom has to be bought in. She has to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to, you know, introduce her to these organizations. And really, when you look nationally, and I know you know this, yeah. the, the ladies' organization organizations tend to be more organized, tend to be more effective. I can tell you last year, if a range participated in Shot Heard Around the World Day and had a a collaboration with a a woman's shooting organization, their attendance was greater than the average range. I 100% believe that. Um, For one thing, we ladies are very social, right? Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it really is. And so if we are excited about some new thing we're doing, we are definitely bringing our girlfriends along for the fun. And plus, remember that if a woman is involved in guns, you're going to own more. Ah, for the guys. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's true. true. Right? So it's like instead of, uh, you know, having to explain, oh, honey, I, uh, you know, I stopped by. I don't know what happened, but I ended up in AZ Firearms and I, I got two more guns. She could say, oh, you got two, one for me? So, <laughs> or vice versa. I need a the smaller lady goes one, in. a bigger one, one with color, one with this, one with that, one with that. And it's great. It's, so. It really is cool to see. And, you know, I like to say that a lot of we females have been in the Second Amendment community and the firearms community. We've just always been there. But I think we are um, we're finding reasons that we maybe should be a little bit more vocal and visible nowadays and you know empowering our children with um, knowledge and education not only to help keep them safe but to just make them more involved citizens by helping them understand their history i think that's awesome yeah right and so this uh, uh, program that you've developed helps with that i mean it just taps tongue and groove with what uh, i want for my daughter who's an adult now um 28 years old has you know we've got a granddaughter and she's only four but you know we they listen to everything we say. And so we start early just talking about our history and why it's important and our rights and, um, you know, firearm safety, all those things. And you've incorporated all those into this. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, and hopefully this year is going to be bigger than last year. Um, we learned that weekdays are tough because a lot of the volunteer organizations that have these clubs um, have real jobs. So um, <laughs> while the event, while we were commemorating April 19th, and we encourage you, if you can, to go to the range that day, um, we're, we're to, to allow businesses to com- collaborate more effectively, we're doing it on the Saturday after. So we're, we're celebrating this year on April 21st. It's a Saturday after. Um, the range I'm at is going to have a kind of a, like a, a little marketplace of different vendors. So um, we're going to have a, a, a military honor guard uh, present the colors. And, and you know, it, it's whatever flavor your property can, can yeah. manage. So, um, just you know, if just putting up a banner is what you want to do, hey, that's awesome. Let's mm-hmm. just start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, a marathon ahead of us with this. Mm-hmm. And let's just make it fun. I love it. All right. Well, Scott Laven, tell folks again 
the name of the website and any other ways they can reach out and get involved. Sure. It's shotheardroundtheworldday.com, all one word, no spaces. And then, of course, we're on Facebook under the same name, Shot Heard Round the World Day. Um, and uh, just, uh, you know, there's a contact us tab. If you're interested in getting involved, we just need your logo and, and to talk about it a little bit and, and join the, uh, the movement, I guess. I love it. Another example of somebody that didn't sit down and say, well, I'm only one person, so what can I do? You did something, and it's pretty dang cool. It's called Shot Heard Round the World Day. Thank you so much, Scott Lavin. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, stick around because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Coming up right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this is the part of our show that I, I really feel privileged to be, to be able to, to do. It's our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. So Responsibly Armed Citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. So I want you to imagine for a moment that it's an ordinary day. It's a Wednesday evening around 8 p.m., There's nothing special about this particular Wednesday, and you're just going about your life. Maybe you're running errands or working a second job as a security guard 
in a small neighborhood church. That was the scene in Chicago recently for one 57-year-old man who was making sure that the Maypole Avenue Church of Christ was all secure for the night. When suddenly, danger slammed open a door and pointed a firearm at the guard demanding money. This sudden attack was carefully designed by danger. Danger planned to find the guard all alone and isolated in the building, and Danger often uses the element of surprise to try to shock his victims into becoming compliant and ensuring they do by making it clear that he will injure or kill to get what he wants. However, on this night, the guard was aware that Danger can strike at any moment. And he had trained for a moment such as this. His life was saved because he acted with swiftness and immediacy as a responsibly armed citizen. Good morning, everybody. The attempted armed robber clearly met his match after targeting a location with an armed guard. And it's an incident that turned a church into a crime scene. According to police, it was just after 8 o'clock last night when a 27-year-old offender burst into the Maypole Avenue Church of Christ in West Garfield Park and announced a robbery. He was immediately confronted by a 57-year-old security guard who is a concealed carry card holder. The two exchanged gunfire, ending with the offender critically injured with multiple gunshots to the chest. The guard suffered a single bullet wound to the left arm. He is expected to recover while the offender remains in critical condition at Stroger Hospital. It's not known yet if anything is missing from the church area north is investigating. Well, there is something missing at the church. Or actually, there's more there at the church than there was before, and that's a little bit of blood. Oh, Dan. <laughs> well, the guy, he shouldn't have done it. I mean, what are you going to a church to rob a church for? Yeah, uh, that is just crazy. Well, he clearly thought that he was going to have the upper hand and the advantage, and uh, that's why we, we tell people it's great to just call the police or to call the police, but you can't just rely on that because the police are not... You know, it can't be everywhere at every moment and in the immediacy of when danger strikes. And so thankfully, um, this guard was able to save his own life and probably the lives of others because crime spreads when bad guys are successful. Yeah, what's next? Yeah. Right. So So you never know. But, uh, you know, the police keep telling us every day they can't. They're not the first ones there. Yeah. You're the first responder. Yeah, we are always our own first responders, right? Well, I want to be sure that we get to your segment. So often we we run out of time, but we make sure today that we get to hear Dan's commentary. Tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Well, I don't know if I can be calm with this one too much because uh, I'm really upset when I hear that John Paul Stevens, a retired Supreme Court judge, calls the Second Amendment a relic of the 18th century. Hmm. He states that in 2008, the Supreme Court overturned Chief Justice Burgers and other judges 
long settled understanding of the Second Amendment limited reach by ruling in the District of Columbia versus Heller that there was an individual right to bear arms. Okay. Judge Stevens ruled against that interpretation. Okay. He quotes, that decision, which I remain convinced was wrong and certainly was it, uh, debatable, has provided the NRA with a propaganda weapon of immersed power. Now listen to this part. Immersed power or immense power? Listen to this part. <laughs> I'm upset, I told you. Okay, I'm Don't listening. Don't get me going. I'm listening. Listen. Overturning that decision via a constitutional amendment to get rid of the Second Amendment would be simple and would do more to weaken the NRA's ability to debate and block constructive gun control legislation. Hmm. That simple but dramatic action would eliminate the only legal rule that protects sellers of firearms in the United States. It would make our, here we go, it would make our school children safer than they have ever been since 2008 and honor the memories of the many, indeed far too many, victims of recent gun violence. And I will tell you, James is really upset about this too, right? <laughs> he feels it. He feels he, he it. He feels I mean, it. Just so I, I guess that's the thing that you know. It's like you're following along. You're like, yes, it's for the children. We want to keep the children safe. So we're we're in agreement with whoever we're talking to, right? Yes, this is a good idea. And then all of a sudden he goes, and the way to keep the children safe is, and then they peel off, and they say by completely abolishing or repealing a piece of our bill of rights. If I have children with me and we're going into an unfamiliar area, I want to keep the children safe too. And I choose to do it a different way than what they're interpreting here. And that's, that's yeah. the thing, is we agree on so much, but it's our method, our, our how do we do that, our therefores that we part company so instantly and so dramatically. Um, you know, he, in his worldview, completely discounts what I just said earlier in this segment that responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year to do what? To save a life. Why didn't right? they, why to can't stop, they hear that? To do stop they think, sexual assault for self-defense. Do they think we're lying when that, with that? That's I don't know if, if this particular man is so sheltered that he is truly unaware. They have to know. Somebody has, has to talk to them about that, but they just ignore it? Uh, clearly. Clearly they do. In their worldview, these things either don't happen or they don't matter. And so if they don't matter, then how do you say it's for the children? How do you say I want to save the lives of innocent people if these true incidents don't even hit your radar? You know, if you know about them and you ignore them, what are you really saying? I think that the people that are wanting to take our guns away are so blinded by the fact that all they want is all the guns eliminated mm -hmm. that they can't look at common sense stuff they just their goal is one thing i have a goal my goal is to remove guns from the united states period or the world if we did that we wouldn't have gun crime how practical is that you're a you are a gunsmith right you work with the metal implements um yeah you'd have to close lowe's and um a home depot and and why is that for this for the average person that doesn't understand what we just said 
Why is that? Because by seven, if I got up at seven o'clock in the morning, by five o'clock in the evening, I could have a gun that would fire, and I could do it at Lowe's, or I could do it at Home Depot. Because it's a mechanical right, right instrument. It's a mechanical tool, right, and it can be manufactured. Now, if if they were outlawed, of course, you'd be breaking laws. But how much do bad guys care about laws? I have guns that were confiscated from Cuba by a colonel that brought them back to the United States that are made out of wood. Wow. That will fire. Wow. They will kill. Wow. That, They're made out that of wood. That shows two things to me. That shows me that, again, you're never going to eliminate these tools from the earth. Secondly, that shows such an extreme desperation right. coming from a country that, that they had their rights. Maybe, maybe never even had them, but if they did even have a glimmer of them, they were stripped of them and trampled on and lived under the thumb of a big government right um wow wood somebody's carving out of wood and they actually a tool to save their to protect their own life i could shoot it it's that well done is it like a one-time it would destroy itself or it's already been shot so it's been shot more than once wow but the guy made out of wood and little pieces of metal that's incredible i'm going to display those one day but uh, it's it's amazing and that you're right it's desperation you can see the the level of desperation these people had it's more than one gun it's like eight or nine of them so because they understand that two and a half million times a year people use this tool firearms in self-defense to save a life to prevent sexual assault it's and just amazing and who would that think that a guy in chicago where the gun laws are so strict would have a concealed carry permit in the first place mm-hmm. and go to a church mm-hmm. did the guy that robbed them have a concealed carry permit thinking no wasn't mentioned in the article so anyway we have to run so thank you for that dan and uh thank you to everyone for another incredible show to our tech crew to our listeners what we do here would not matter at all if it weren't for you so thank you so much for spending your time with us thank you to our guests again taking time out of your very busy lives to bring your expertise to to our audience Um, Please stay engaged with us on social media. Keep this conversation going because we really are listening. We know what we're thinking. We want to hear what you're thinking. And so until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Okay. (laughs) Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Now you're pushing it. be, (laughs) Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.